Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. No pressure, two bishops in the house, huh? So I, uh, I see why Pastor Steve wanted me to preach. And uh, so, but we are thankful that you guys are here. And uh, how many of you know Labor Day is a good chance that everybody can skip out on church? If you've ever been a pastor, somebody say amen. You know Labor Day is one of those days that everybody can skip out and go to the lake. But we're thankful that you're here. But we're going to start a new series uh, today called Body Functions. And uh, our bodies, our physical bodies, consist of several things and parts that carry out specific functions that are necessary for everyday living. Did you catch that? Our bodies carry out specific, they have parts that carry out specific functions for everyday living. As we go in this series, and and we're going to be here for a few weeks We want you to think not about just the spiritual body, because that's what we're going to talk about. But we're relating the spiritual body to the physical body. And that's what the Word of God does. And we want you to think about the difference between how the spiritual body operates and how our physical body operates. And think about the similarities in that. See, likewise, our spiritual body consists of individuals and relationships carrying out specific functions for everyday living. So our physical body has all of these crazy things, things that we don't think about. I'm not thinking right now while I'm preaching heartbeat. I'm not thinking, hey, make sure that I breathe. The only thing I'm thinking is don't trip, don't say anything stupid. Which is very difficult for me to do. But I'm not thinking about all of these parts that are already working and they're operating. And our spiritual body is that same way. That there are several things that are working and operating and should be working and should be operating without us even thinking about it. Each member must operate in its role, in its role, in order for the body to function correctly. The truth is this, in this whole series, you'll know and understand, we're hoping at the end, that we need you and you need us. You need your neighbor and your neighbor needs you. And we're doing this a, a few months ago. Pastor Steve uh, uh, preached a series or preached a sermon about some principalities that we wanted to combat and we wanted to tackle. And over the next few months, we're going to tackle these. And this one today, we're going we're gonna to tackle isolation and we're going to combat it because we are not created to be alone. Amen. OK, well, the body, you first of all have to understand it is not man's idea. See, a lot of the times we think, if we're not careful, that man created the body, that man created the church. But how many of you know that that's not true? That that, that our God, our Father, created the church. And I can prove it to you in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. It says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others we have different gifts somebody say amen we have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us and then in first corinthians chapter 12 and verse 18 through 20 it says just as a body though one has many parts but all its parts form one body 
so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now I could stop there and talk to you about denominational lines and church lines that we all think that we're against everybody else. Do you know that we're all on the same team? That the Baptists belong to the same body that we belong to and the Nazarenes belong to the same body that we belong to because we all believe in Jesus Christ. Amen? So we are the body. But I'm not going to preach that. I'm going to preach something different. It goes on to say, even so the body is not made up of one part but of many. Now, listen to this. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? And this is the key right here. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Do I need to read it again? God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. God, thank you for allowing us to gather together today God, to hear your word. God, use your word to cut to our hearts, Lord Jesus. Let us leave this place different than when we came in. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. We are called to be part of the body. It's not man's idea. Pastor Steve, bishops in the house, we didn't come up with this idea called the church, called the body. God created it because he knew who we were and he knew what we needed. Come on. So we're called to be part of the body. Now, my assignment to you this morning is to talk to you about being connected to the body. As is fitting being the connections pastor, maybe I should talk to you about being connected. As you know, that's what Jesse and I are becoming is the connections pastor. And we want you to be connected to the body. We want you to be connected to each other. Amen? And we've got to get that. Okay, so in connections, Jesse and I have been praying about connections and she texted me the other day and said, hey, have you read this portion of scripture? I said, well, I'm sure I have, but let me remind myself what it is because I couldn't recall it off the top of my head and I read it and I said, and she goes, I think it's very fitting for what we're going to do. And it's a scripture that we're going to try to live by. It's in Acts chapter 2. Verses 42 through 47, this is after Jesus died on a cross. It was after he went and took everything from the devil and kicked his tail. It's after he rose from the dead and after he ascended. All the Christians are being gathered and people's lives are being changed and transformed. And then we find ourselves in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Who is they? All the people that are saved. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Come on. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. The body. The body. When one's hurting, we're all hurting. 
Every day, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And check this out. And the Lord added to their number every Sunday morning. And the Lord added to their number every Wednesday night, Andrew Ham. No, that's not what he says. He says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. See, there's a lot in there, and I could preach a whole sermon in that, but I'm just telling you, you can read it on your own, but there's some good things in there. See, we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching, and we're great at that. I'm showing up on Sunday morning, and I'm expecting a word. Somebody say amen. But then the very next thing it says, and to fellowship. We don't do that very well. We don't fellowship very well. We don't break bread very well. We don't pray very well. And we don't grasp this point that the Lord wants to add to our number daily those who are being saved. Not just on Sunday morning, although we hope people get saved. Not just on Wednesday night, although we hope people get saved. Daily, and that can only happen when we know and understand that we are connected to each other, that we are part of a body, and we are moving forward out of this place, going to other places, and we are to be adding. God wants to add people that are getting saved on a daily basis, yet we just ignore that. Come on. So I read a quote that I thought was very good, and you'll know and understand that it wasn't me. Pastor Steve could have wrote this, but I never could. But see if you can catch this right here. It says, according to the Bible, you aren't called to just believe. You were called to belong. We were created for community. We are fashioned for fellowship and we are formed for a family. Woody Burpo could have never wrote that. Anybody that was an Ely, they could have wrote that, but I couldn't. But it's so powerful that we're not created to just believe. Oh, I believe in Jesus. The Bible says good. Even the demons believe in Jesus. No, we're called to belong to something. Come on. We're created for community. We're fashioned for fellowship. We're formed for a family. This is now Jesse and I. That's our whole mission. Our whole life will be set out. How can we connect people? Connect people to the church. Connect people to each other. Hopefully connect somebody to the lost. Amen. So you may ask yourself, why be connected? Why should I be connected to the church? Why should I be connected to other people? Well, it just so happens I have two points for that. Somebody say amen. I have two points, but I have two conclusions, okay? So I'm going to make up for it. But the, the first point is why be connected? You need it. You desperately need to be connected. You were not created to be alone but connected. See, some of you in this room, you feel lonely. Some of you feel lost. Some of you have people all around you. You put on a smile. You act like everything's okay. But how many of you know the true you comes out when you lay down in bed? And you lay down in bed and you wonder, do I have any real friends? Do I have anybody that cares for my soul? You desperately need to be connected. God created us this way in Genesis 2.18. And pastor preached it just the other day. God says it is not good for man to be alone. God created man and then said, oops, wait. 
I don't think it's good for you to be alone. Here, let me create somebody that can help you. Somebody that can do life with you. And see, and we've created a society. Our society has created it for us. Where we have the opportunity to be more connected than we ever have been in our whole life. Come on, how many of you grew up that you were excited when the phone rang in your house? You didn't have a cell phone. I haven't had a home phone since I've been married. Almost a decade. But growing up, I got excited when I heard the phone ring because you never knew if it was grandma. You didn't know if it was grandpa. You didn't know what exciting thing was about to happen, but the phone was ringing. We used to race. I'm telling myself, we used to race to try to answer it. I used to beat my brother up a lot just so I could answer the phone. Burpo residence, this is Woody speaking. If I was at my mom's house, McDonald residence, this is Woody speaking. It's a good time. But now we have these mobile devices that we carry around with us everywhere. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. I have Snapchat. I don't. You do. I made, a, I made a commitment to Jesus that I got a Twitter account and that's it. Anything else that comes down the pipe, I haven't gotten it because it's too much for me. But we have the opportunity to be more connected than we ever have, and yet we're more isolated than we've ever been. Because it's not good just to heart somebody's photo. It's not good to just like a comment. That's not connected. But for some reason, we feel like that we're connected to those people. Oh, I've got 437 Facebook friends. That's all right. How many real friends do you have? I have friends on my Facebook that I don't even know. They just asked to be my friend, and I'm afraid that I preached at a youth camp, and they fell in love with me, and i got to accept them as my friend. I don't know who they are. It's true. It's very true. We have the opportunity to be more connected to each other than we ever have been. Yet you go out to eat today. And you look at the families that are sitting around the table and you look at how many of them all have their cell phones out. They're connected to the rest of the world, but they're not connected to each other. We're connected to the rest of the world, but we're not connected to each other. Come on. We have to be connected. You desperately need to be connected. Can I tell you in the church world that I don't want, as a connections pastor, I don't want a bunch of superficial connections. Can I tell you, it's very easy in the church to have a ton of superficial connections. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, good to see you. How's your family? Hey, hey, what's going on, right? We don't make it that fake. We don't make it that superficial. But how many of you know that sometimes it ends up being that superficial? I walk in the door and I'm hugging people's necks and I'm saying hi to everybody. And we're talking to people and we're, and we're laughing at them and stuff. And we're talking about the game. But nothing goes beyond that. I'm not even connected enough to you to know, that you're, know the name of your spouse. I'm not even connected enough to know the name of your kids so that I can ask you, hey, how is your kids so-and-so and so-and-so? So what we do is we just create this, how's your family? Because we're not connected to each other. It's superficial connection. See, can I tell you something that when you're connected to the body, when you operate and act the way that God intended it, everything in your life changes. Everything in your life changes. Your marriage will change when you're connected. Your job will change when you're connected. Your kids will change when you're connected. Your relationship with your family will change when you're connected. Your joy will change. Your purpose will change. 
Your whole life will change when you're connected to the body the way that God intended it. The truth is this, you'll never be fulfilled. See, isn't that what we're really doing? We're running around, we're trying to be fulfilled, right? If I just made more money, I'd feel like I was fulfilled. No, you wouldn't. You'd just buy something new and have more debt. If I could just get this job promotion, I'd be fulfilled. No, you won't. You'll only be fulfilled when you are operating in the way that God created you to be, and that's connected and part of a body. See, in the second point, why be connected? They need it. The people that are sitting around you, they desperately need you to be connected. The neighbor sitting right next to you need you to be connected. The truth is they need your gift. See, don't you just love it that it says that each part is in the place as God has placed it. I love that. I didn't pick my place and you don't pick yours. God has placed the parts in the body as he saw fit. He's placed you in Passion Church. He's placed you here in this body, not out of a coincidence, not because you love the worship, not because you love Pastor Steve's preaching, but because there's people sitting all around you that need you. You're here for them. They're here for you, but you're here for them. See, the truth is this. There's gaps in people's lives because you refuse to operate in your place in the body. There's holes missing because you refuse to operate in the gifting that God's given you. See, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 23 says that Christ is the head of the church. He's the head of this body. It doesn't say that he's the hands. It doesn't say that he's the feet or the kneecap or the legs or the stomach or the back or any of those things. It says that he is the head. He designed it so that he needed you to operate so that other people could get the thing from him that he designed. And yet we just want to come to church, get our praise on, and get to the restaurant as fast as possible. But there's people that need you desperately. Christ is the head, but you're the rest of the body. See, can I just be real honest with you? I believe that I've seen people in my life get a divorce. And it's because there's people in the body that did not operate in their gifting. There's people that refused to do what God called them to do. Can I tell you that there's people that are living in sin right now because we will not connect to the body. Therefore, the body's missing the whole right arm. We got the hand, we got all the fingers, we got all of this, but we're missing the shoulder. And somebody's sitting there, and the shoulder's missing, so the arm just hangs, and we miss everything that God wants us to do over here. Come on, I'm preaching. We're created to be a body, yet we act like we're just a bunch of individuals. But we are called to be a body. God designed you to do certain things. And you've got to operate in those things, in order to see fulfillment come in your life and in other people's life. See, Pastor Steve can't do it all for us. If Pastor Steve could do it all for us, he would do it. 
I can guarantee you, if any one of these, either one of these bishops could do it all by themselves, they would do it. But they can't. It's an intricate system. It's a part of a system. We are a body that's operating inside a bigger body that operates inside an even bigger body that operates even inside of a huge body. And because one person stops, it tears down the whole process. There are people sitting all around you this morning, and they need you. They need you to step up. So my first conclusion this morning is this. It's the motto of our small groups, but I'm adapting it and I'm stealing it. If Tari was sitting here, I'd apologize to him, but tell him that it's just too good for me to pass up. But the motto for our small groups is life together better. That's connections. Your life together with everybody else's life is better than your life by yourself. We have to learn that life together is better. I know that every time you get off of work, all you want to do is go home and sit down. Isn't it nice when you got those days and you ain't got nothing to do and you can kick your shoes off, you can take your socks off, put your kids to bed, hopefully a little bit early if you can get them there, and then you just sit there, turn on your Netflix, turn on something, and you just get to relax. But life together is better. And the problem is, is that we have become adapted to that lifestyle, and that's isolation, that's not connected. And God wants us to be connected. Life together better. We want you to not just get connected to the church, that getting connected to the church is an avenue for you to get connected to each other. That's where the magic happens. That's where everything that God created us to be happens is when you connect with somebody else. Come on. Connected at church and connected away from church. So you may ask yourself, this is my second closing. How do you get connected? How do you get connected? And I'm going to really pull out some real deep stuff right here because you know God created something and made it very difficult to get connected somebody say amen no don't say amen because he didn't that was a trick see making sure y'all are awake sometimes y'all amen amen anything (laughs) how do you get connected it starts with you can attend faithfully come on we don't like this one very much but it's true See, and I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking about events as well. You can attend faithfully to some church events. Do you know that we don't have events just because we love being busy and we love vacuuming the carpet of the church? We have events so that it can have an opportunity for you to come, get out of your element, and shake hands with somebody and go, Hi, my name's so-and-so. Hey, I like to do this. Oh, you like to do that too? That's crazy. We should do that together sometime. Boom. Connected. Naturally happens just like that. But it really is true. You find out something about somebody, and then you're like, hey, that's crazy. You like camping? I love camping. We should camp together sometimes. For real, we should camp together sometimes. (laughs) See, I'm connected to some people. You got some of you knock it, but I'm a Clash of Clans lover. 
See, some of y'all don't know what that is, but I have a game on my iPad called Clash of Clans, and I'm connected to some people through Clash of Clans. I won't make the people raise their hands because I don't want to embarrass them, but we're a tight-knit, close group. We can talk about clashing any day of the week. But it's connected. It's finding out that, hey, I enjoy something that you enjoy. Maybe we could do that together, and we can be connected. Come on. But in order for that to happen, you must attend faithfully. Not so we can send a bunch of good numbers to our bishop and he can send a bunch of good numbers to his bishop. I'm saying so that we can be connected, so that we can be the way that God created us to be, so that we can be healthy and fulfilled. But it starts by attending faithfully. Sometimes it's much easier to just stay in bed. Come on. How about you do this for a change? Why don't you come to church early? Sorry, I was afraid you were going to throw something. Why don't church service start at 10 and you come at 9.45? Why don't you come early enough so that it's not in the middle of worship so that all you have time to do is go, Hi, good to see you. Hi, good to see you. Great to see you. Jesus. Why don't you come early enough so that you can sit in the lobby and have a cup of coffee and find out something about somebody else? Come on, I can't force you to be connected. I'm going to try, but I can't force you to be connected. I will give it my best. But at some point in time, you've got to stick your hand out and say, Hi, my name is. I remember a TV show that I watched, and it's, they were on a blind date, and this guy is there with this girl, and he's trying so hard. And he's like, he's like getting ready to do a magic trick. He's like, do you like magic? She's like, not really. He like stuffs the stuff back down in his sleeves. He's like, well, hey, do you like this? And she goes, no. Well, hey, what about this? No. Hey, what about that? No. And he's just like, um, so what about this? And she's like, no, I really don't like that. Hey, you, I bet you really, you really got to like this. I mean, movies. Come on, people. Everybody loves movies. No, I really don't like the theater. It gives me the blah, 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 you know? So he's like trying to make this connection all on his own. I mean, he's trying to pull it out of thin air, asking every question that he can possibly ask, and she's just turning them all down. And finally, his mother calls on the phone. And it, he lives with his mother, and she doesn't really know that. And then they start, she talks about him, and she goes, wait, you have a mother that does that too? And they find out, hey, we're connected because we both have moms, and they're both overbearing. They lay out clothes. She's like, yeah, but does your mom lay out your clothes every day? And he goes, yes, she does. He goes, she goes, he said, she lives with me. She goes, well, my mom doesn't, and she doesn't even live with me. But they find out that they're connected right there. You've got to ask some questions to some people and find out about them so that you can know, hey, there's people sitting right here that would love to do whatever you love to do, and you just don't even know it. So you're just doing it by yourself, not having any fun. It's true. This is truth. Come early to church every now and then. Shake somebody's hand. Ask them a few questions. Amen? Second way that you can get connected is small groups. Small group's motto really is life together better. It's perfect. It's incredible. Hey, let's do life together because when we're doing life together, it's better. Because when I'm going through a problem, I don't just raise my hand in a church service and somebody comes and prays for me, but they don't really know what goes on. No, I can come into your home and sit down with a small group and say, hey, listen, I'm struggling with this. Any advice? Guess what? There's advice. There's somebody that can pray a specific prayer over you. 
But it can't always happen at church. It's got to go beyond that. Tari and I, we're getting ready to revamp our small groups. We're going to grow them. We're going to increase them. We're going to change some things about them so that they're more user-friendly. Because we want more people to be involved in our small groups. Somebody say amen. Because you need it. Because I need it. Because Pastor Steve needs it. We need to be connected. And that happens through small groups. And the third way is that you can serve at the church. What? Go to two services? Yeah, every now and then. It'll be okay. I promise you. But one of the greatest ways that you can get connected is you can serve in the church because it creates opportunities for you to meet other people. You can serve in the church. We've got all kinds of things that you can do. You like to shake a tambourine? We will put you in the back room and let you shake it all day long. If you like to sing and you're not any good, we will let you be on stage and turn your mic off. Danny, you're in charge of that. If you're mad about that, you can email dnix at passionchurch.tv. We got several areas in the church, several ministries, several different places, and you can get connected just by serving. You can meet some people. See, all of these three things lead towards you getting to know somebody else that goes to this church. It leads towards you connecting with somebody, finding out enough about them that it's not a superficial high when you walk in. It's, oh, hey, how'd that job interview go? I've been praying for you. I was praying God's will in that job interview. I know you really wanted that job, but I was praying that God's will would be done and that if you needed it, you would get it. And if you didn't need it, you wouldn't get it. Not just, oh, hey, how are you? Good. Some real connections. See, let me just tell you that we all have the same excuse right here. Who in this room has time to do anything that I'm talking about? That's what I thought. I don't have time. You don't have time. We can make that excuse all day long. Woody, I'd love to go to a small group. But man, have you seen my schedule? I mean, I've got volleyball on this day, and I've got this on that day, and this is that, and this is that, and I've got to do this, and do that, and do this. And Come on, we don't have time. Woody, I'd love to serve at the church, but man, I just don't have time. My weekends are so busy. Man, Woody, I'd love to come to church early, but I just don't have time. Since we all have the same excuse, can we just wash it away? Since I don't have time and you don't have time, can we just say that that's not an excuse anymore? See, the truth of the matter is this, and I'll preach this until the day that I die. We have enough time to do everything that we value. If I value a TV series, guess what? I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to watch it multiple times. If I value football, guess what? I'm going to make for sure that on Sunday when, the, when church is over, I'm going to pick up food in the to-go line so that I can make it home and sit in front of the TV so I can watch the game. If Dallas is playing, don't worry. It's okay. They'll probably lose. I'm just kidding. They got a good year, don't they, Ham? Maybe. We don't know. We'll see.
But we have time for everything that we value, everything that we think is important. If I think a date night's important, guess what? I'm going to have one. If I think that spending time with my kids is important, I'm going to do it. If I think that going to the gym and working out is important, then I'm going to do it. If I think getting up an extra hour early so that I can fix my hair and do my makeup, guess what? I'm going to do it. We have time for everything that we value, everything that we think is important. The truth is, is if we would just see, hey, you know what? Being connected to somebody is important. And if I have to sacrifice a few things to be connected, I'm willing to do it because it's important. We've got to make some time for it. Life together better. Lord Jesus, this morning, I pray that you would help us. God, let it not just be something that we preach about, but God, something that we live in, something that we operate in. God, that we understand that we as an individual, need to be connected, but that there's other people sitting around us that also desperately need us to be connected because they need the gift that we have. They need the word that we have. They need the joy that we have. They need the compassion that we have. God, help us see that. And God, help us plug in. Plug into the church. Plug into small groups. Plug into serving. God, do all of those things, God, so that it can lead down the path of me meeting someone and getting connected so that the body can function the way that it needs to. In Jesus' name. The most important connection that can take place in your life before we can address any of these things that we talked about this morning. The first connection is you connecting with Jesus. You getting into right relationship with Jesus. So this morning before we move any further. If you came in this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You're not connected to him. You know about him. You may even be a good nice person. But you're not connected to Jesus. And this morning, you say, Woody, I'd like to be connected to Jesus. I want to have a personal relationship with Jesus. If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand? I see your hand back there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Most important decision of your life right here. I want to be connected to Jesus. Well, this morning as a body, as a group, will we repeat this prayer? Say, Lord Jesus, this morning I want to be connected to you. Help me be connected to others. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I admit I'm wrong and I want to be right. And that's you. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross. And that you arose, that you rose from the dead. And that you're coming back one day to get us all. Lord Jesus, save me. I make you Lord of my life this morning. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Will you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, can I give you one more altar call? How many of you this morning would say, hey, Woody, I'm not connected, but I need to be connected. I desperately need to be connected. If you say that that's you, would you raise your hand? Say, I'm going to do everything I can. I see hands. I'm going to do everything I can to be connected. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We all need to be connected. Amen. So, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help us be connected to you. First of all, God, that we would connect to you, God. And then, Lord Jesus, that we would connect to other people. Lord, help us do that. God, even though it costs us things, even though we have to sacrifice, God, let us be connected to the body and connected to each other so that we can do life together because it's better. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.